Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Monday, November 22nd. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs have won four straight and stand alone in first place in the AFC West, and now they're doing it with defense. What a performance in their 19-9 victory over the Dallas Cowboys Sunday at Arrowhead. We're usually talking about Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. This time, the conversation begins with Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed, Tyron Matthew, Charvarius Ward, and more on that side of the ball. Today's podcast started as a Sports Beat Live with Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Herbie Teope. Now it is a Sports Beat KC podcast. Hey, please forgive the voice. Caught a little bug that impacted the vocal cords. And besides, Sam, Vahe, Herbie, and Sam carry the show. So let's get started. Hey, good evening from Kansas City. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, our Chiefs post-game show. You know the drill. Let us know what's on your mind and what you thought of the Chiefs' 19-9 victory over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday at Arrowhead. Herbie Teope is here in the house and soon will be joined by Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian to help us break down the game. But let's just get started. Uh, listen, first of all, I want to apologize for a little raspiness in the voice been following me all weekend. So, look, so much ground to cover. Tyron Matthew, the drama with him before the game, the the return of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the play of the cornerbacks. But I don't know, Herbie, how do you not begin a conversation about the Chiefs win today and not start with uh, Chris Jones? Hey, what a phenomenal – as Coach Andy Reid said defensively, what a game. <laughs> That's exactly what they had. Chris Jones, three and a half sacks. He'll argue he had four. You know, he didn't necessarily agree after the game that he had to split the, the sack with Jaron Reed. He said, look at the tape. I think I got that. Uh, you know, I, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But, you know, Chris Jones had himself a whale of a game. It all started with Frank Clark's uh, strip sack that and he fumbled. The, you know, Dak Prescott fumbled. And, of course, Chris Jones recovered it. And that was the start of something special from the defense against what was the league's number one offense. Yeah, well, we'll spend some more time on Chris Jones, but but Sam McDowell's joined us. Sam, this was this was the game we were all expecting, wasn't it? Uh, big shootout uh, between Dak and Patrick and uh, nothing but points on the board. Take the over. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I, I do think Herbie made a good point that that defense – that defensive play started what we saw from Chris Jones. Chris Jones said that after Frank Clark's sack, that the defense started sliding extra attention to Frank Clark. And Chris Jones had a bunch of one-on-ones, and Chris Jones is not a guy you want to defend one-on-one. And that's this is sort of how I think the Chiefs envisioned this unfolding when they had Chris Jones and Frank Clark, when they paid both of those guys an exorbitant amount of money, is that you can't double them both. You've got to pick one or the other, and the other one should be winning one-on-one. It hasn't played out that way always, but all, but all of a sudden for the past three or four weeks with Frank Clark fully healthy, I think he's playing the best football he's played since he got here to Kansas City. And if that means that he's going to see extra attention and you're going to see Chris Jones with one-on-one, I think that the pass rush is a completely different animal right now. And as good as the back end's been, I still think the pass rush is, is the primary reason the Chiefs defense has been so much better recently. Well, they got there with four tonight um, uh, often. Uh, and, and Chris Jones made it a point to say after the game that 
you know, the, the, the cornerbacks were, and safeties were so good in coverage that it, you know, it forced Dak Prescott to hold on to the ball, you know, a beat longer. And that helped Jones and Frank Clark and Jaron Reed got a half sack to, to get there, to get there sooner. What about the idea also from Chris Jones in the post game that, you know, we, we saw what this defense was about the first four or five games and they were getting used to each other. Is there something to that? You know, the you know, getting used to Jaron Reed, getting used to, you know, Melvin Ingram when he, when he got here, Chris Jones getting more comfortable on the outside, which I don't know if he ever fully got comfortable, but what do you think, Herbie? I tend to agree with some of that because let's not forget that Frank Clark dealt with a hamstring injury that caused him to miss a lot of time in training camp. He didn't even play the preseason games. So the, the chemistry and the cohesion along the interior and on the outside of that front line never really happened until Clark was finally healthy. And then Jones, who missed two games, now he's healthy. And even on the back end of coverage, uh, Chevarius Ward missed like four or five games with a quad injury. So it's taken them a while to get together. And, and you know, when Chris Jones says that, that chemistry that they had to build just wasn't there at the beginning of the year because there was so much missed time, you know, it's kind of hard to disagree with that. You see what they're doing now. Pretty impressive. Um, look, we can – and we have, right, uh, Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, um, a, you know, a, a, a weakened – you know, distracted Raiders team, and then a Dallas Cowboys team without Amari Cooper, without Tyron Smith, without CeeDee Lamb in the second half. But at some point, you got to give this defense credit for being pretty damn good. And Melly has joined us. So I would like to hear Melly give this defense credit for being good. What's up, guys? Hey. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole – I just keep going back. I know this sounds like oversimplified, and maybe it is, but – Everything they do, like from roster building to the way that, that Spags calls plays, it's all based on getting pressure. And you can't get pressure when, you know, Frank Clark is is slow and people can say whatever they want about that. Um, Melvin Ingram wasn't here. You know, there just there wasn't quarterbacks could get comfortable and they didn't have to worry about much. And we can all say whatever we want about Daniel Sorensen, but nobody can cover for six seconds back there. And I think that was happening a lot. And it's not, I mean, they, they are winning the line. I mean, we're going on basically a full month. Um, I mean, ever since Melvin Ingram got here, I mean, he's kind of been the, the ceiling of what they were hoping to get, like not only him getting pressure, but making the, the other guys, Jaron Reed included, uh, but especially Chris Jones and Frank Clark, like helping them get better. And it's just, you know, it's, it's showing up in the secondary too. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And yeah, I mean, they didn't face the Cowboys with, everybody but uh, you know how many other teams kept them to no touchdowns this season none so yeah I mean, that, I, that, I think I, that I know of. yeah yeah hey Vahe's in the house what's up Vahe hey Blair hey see guys you. see you so did every did everybody write defense uh was that uh I know. <laughs> <laughs> did we all go there had to right I mean this um, I didn't see it in the notes. When was the last time the Chiefs held a team without a touchdown? Am I missing something obvious? I can't. I can't think of one. I don't know um, the answer to that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I they, don't know. They have held Blair. They have held four straight teams um, to three hundred and one yards or fewer, and in their first seven games, teams were averaging four hundred and five yards, um, and in the first. 
five games, four of those reached at least like 450. So yeah. it's, it's, it's just, I think what's really surprising about this is how it just sort of comes in one game. Like we didn't, I understand that. And I, I think Vahe probably touched on this in his column. They were good in the second half against Tennessee and maybe that we should have seen more signs out of that, but the chiefs as a whole were just so bad in that game. It was hard to see those signs, but it seems like it's come really abruptly, this defensive turnaround. And maybe they just needed to play a good half to feel like they could play good football. I don't know. But um, that I think that's been the most surprising thing about this. It was it's Jets last year. Um, no touchdowns. I think that was the last game. Okay. It is funny also, by the way, um, to think about this. So in a way, we won't really know what that looks like till the end of the season. But I do wonder if we'll, we'll get uh, – a narrative later that, oh, everything changed in the second half at Tennessee while they were getting clobbered, or if it's a little more like a, a little nibble there, um, got some traction against the Giants, but it was only Daniel Jones. And, oh, then the, uh, you guys were saying this, I think, before it was the Packers, but no Aaron Rodgers. It, it, and then suddenly, boom. But it's, I mean, it is unbelievable, really, if you just look at those first seven games, they gave up between 27 and 36 points in every game except for against Washington. I mean, it, it you just wouldn't see this coming based on that at all. No, no. Uh, and I'm, I'm having a hard time buying second half at Tennessee. I mean, that game was over. <laughs> How interesting was Tennessee? And it was 27 to nothing or three at halftime, right? Um, that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. How about let's um, let's spend a little bit of time on the on the cornerbacks. Gosh, Legarius Sneed, Traverius Ward, Rashad Fenton. What a what a group this has turned into. And with Ward and and uh, Sneed getting interceptions today, I thought the I thought the interception just before halftime was the single biggest play of the game. And uh, the the uh, Traverius Ward pick. And I know Sam, he's. He's been a favorite of yours uh, <laughs> over the years. I don't think we got a. I don't think we got a chance to talk to him, but that was a hell of a play. That that was as good as that position can be played, and and that was. It's either that, and because I'm the Charvarius beat writer, I guess I remember these things. Um, it's either that, or he was left one on one a couple years ago. Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, kind of one on one in the end zone. He picked that one off too. Um, those are the best two plays of, of his career. And he had another long one. I think they threw it to Cedric Wilson. Um, I think it was down the right sideline. Perfect coverage. Um, I mean, those guys were just and, – and Legarius Sneed, I know he just played his best game as a pro. Um, at least that's what Andy said, right? But, like, I mean, this was – he's unbelievable. There, there can't be a better tackling defensive back in the league. And if there is – that guy does not cover as well as Legarius Sneed. I mean, he, he he is a special, special player. No doubt about it. And it's a good time to remind people, if you haven't read Sam McDowell's story on Legarius Sneed, yeah. get in there and get that. It's unbelievable. Uh, provided some some insight, rare insight, into uh, into the complicated life uh, and, and uh, of, of a player. And it's uh, even made more rare because – you know, locker rooms are closed. We don't get the access to um, to the players that, that we normally get or in, in normal years get. So great, great opportunity, if you haven't seen it, uh, to, to, to go into KansasCity.com and read 
Sam's story on, on Legereus Sneed. Um, I thought Dallas came into this game first in the NFL in points and yards, right, Herbie? I mean, they were they were the top offense in the league, right? Um, what 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 is Mike McCarthy telling us? What, what is what did he tell his media? I mean, what what went wrong for the for the Cowboys? I don't know what Coach McCarthy told uh, the media because obviously we were in Andy Reid's presser, but. You look at the stats and you watch the game itself. The Chiefs just punched them in the mouth. You know, you can say they didn't have Amari Cooper, but they shut down Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott only had 32 yards rushing on nine carries. Uh, they just they punched the Cowboys in the mouth. The Chiefs were the bully on the block tonight. And, and kudos to them for, for making a statement like this. Uh, you know, the, the late afternoon game on Fox is considered a national primetime type game. And the rest of the country watched this. And so when you beat America's team like that, you deserve the kudos. And what a crazy day in the AFC, right? I mean, uh, with, with the Titans losing and the Ravens almost found a way to lose, uh, the Raiders ended up losing. So I don't know. I, I can't imagine the Chiefs can feel any better about themselves going into the bye week. And, um, and then how do you not – you know, how, how do you not think of this team as a, uh, as, as a playoff contender, playoff favorite now? I, um, but let's, let's, let's save a little bit of that talk to the end and, and switch over to the offense. First drive, man, they motor down the field. They get the 33-yard the run from Tyreek Hill. I like seeing that. And uh, pushing the end zone, the, the Kelsey Wildcat play, I just thought, well, cr- creativity and – and then Butker kind of punctures the moment by missing the extra point, as, as Harrison Butker has done in the past. But but I got to give him credit for knocking down a 48-yard extra point and then hitting a 53-yard field goal later later in the game. I thought overall the, the special teams had a good game, especially the pooch punt by Butker at the at the end. I thought that was a really smart call and an incredibly executed play, but. I don't know, Sam Mack. Is there is there reason to be concerned about this offense? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I still go back to what they did last week as sort of the the bar for where we think this offense could get. And for about a month, we wondered if they could get there. Um, so I still think they they have that to sort of, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, hang their hat on that. I still think that's what this offense can be is what we saw last week. Um, you know, I. I they had a really weird interception again today. Um, and next gen stats had an incredible stat about that. That seven, he's had Patrick Mahomes has had six interceptions this year in which the ball had a 75% chance of being completed to his team. <laughs> and no other quarterback has more than three. Um, and Matt Derrick, a friend of the program, said that, um, uh, he told Mahomes that stat, and before Mahomes answered, he even said he was like, "That's an unbelievable stat." Um, so I, I, I still feel like you know that you know if that play doesn't happen, you know that they, they settled for field goals today. I, I didn't feel like they were the three and outs that we saw against uh, Green Bay, where you thought, "God, where what can this offense do to move the ball?" I do think Clyde Edwards-Helaire coming back is going to be a benefit to them, even if it's marginal. I, I do think he is their best running back. Um, so I, I still think that we're going to see more games like we saw last week than, than outputs like we saw today. 
well, if you couple that with the defense, then things are looking pretty nice uh, for the Chiefs. Hey, Herbie, take us back to a couple of just a couple of players. What was the what was the drama involving Tyron Matthew in the in the pregame? How, how, how did that evolve? Yeah, it, Coach Andy Reid mentioned after the game that Tyron Matthew dealt with overnight swelling to his knees. we got to remember Matthew has had surgeries on both knees for torn ACLs, and one of the knees swelled up. So he came in early, he got the treatment, he went through pregame warm-ups, and then he got checked out perfectly fine. Andy Reid said if there was any concerns going forward, they would not have let him play in this game. But, you know, he did play and he started. Uh, so – there shouldn't be any issues whatsoever with Matthew. He's got the bye week, an extra week to recover as well and get some rest. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. And then how about uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire returning? And uh, I thought he ran hard, protected the ball well. Just kind of – I wasn't sure how he was going to be used. But from the get-go, right? I mean, they, he started and and uh, he was he was the guy. Yeah, the first three plays went to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Six-yard run on the first carry of the game, an eight-yard run. And on the third play of the Chiefs' offensive uh, pos- first possession, they threw a screen pass to him. And that only went for one yard, but that set up Tyreek Hill's 33-yard run uh, on the very next play. But Edwards Alaire, he looked good out there. Uh, 12 carries for 63 yards. He ended up totaling uh, 76 yards as well as a touchdown. So, hey, they've missed that from this from uh, this offense. So Larry, Larry says players are healthy. Bolton, Gay, Snyder compensating for the guys that – uh, maybe less talented. Larry, I'll use a different word. Sorensen, Hitchens, Neiman. Lasso uh, says, isn't this resembling 2019 early losses? Tennessee lost. Defense hits a stride. Defensive player added. Melvin Ingram, of course. Then it was Terrell Suggs and no losses. Todd, if the D continues to start losing, uh, if the D continues and, and others start losing, that's home field advantage. Uh, Brian, you're right. Starters have changed. Defensive is the defense has changed. No doubt about it. There's there was definitely a a defensive energy that that wasn't that just wasn't part of this team earlier this year. And players out of position and um, you know not in the optimal positions. I, I would say so. 
let's stick let's stick with the offense for a second. The, the, the Kelsey interception was terrible. I uh, the broadcast had uh, Kelsey leading the leading the Chiefs in drops this year with six, I think, and I don't know if he had another one turn into an interception quite like this. Uh, but others have turned into interceptions uh, by other players. So, I, I listen. I, I don't care how good the you know the, the opposing team's defense is. I just expect the Chiefs to, I don't know, pick up a third and five in the second half. Is it? And and I, I guess I've changed. It's it's almost changed the way I think about this team. And they get to the you know they get to the Dallas you know forty two and it's fourth and five and 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 they're not converting. I, I don't know if it's play calling or I can't cite any specific play calls, but I've got a little concern about this offense. Is anybody with me on this? Well, Blair, that was a, the, those third downs is actually a point that um, Patrick Mahomes identified after the game as something that's given them trouble, those third and mediums. Um, and actually identified that the defense they're seeing on those is, is man underneath what he called thief defense. Um, and it's, He's even said going into the bye week, that's what he's going to most work on. And I think his comment is, at least we know what defense we're going to see. So he's implying that they're seeing a a heavy dose of the exact same looks on those third and mediums a lot. And, uh, of course, you know, everybody knows the Chiefs want to go to Travis Kelsey on third down. You know, those those little hitch patterns. And those are the ones that it's been a while since we've seen those. Um, So the Chiefs are going to have to – I think it's the bye week in that sense comes at a good time because they've seen a steady dose of that for a little while now. And, I mean, of course, Andy Reid has plays for every single scheme that they see, and it's not a bad time to, to sort of freshen up and, and, and get some new looks in there on, on to, to get your best weapon open. I like a line from Chris Jones after the game. Uh, I forgot what the context was, but, you know, his, his quote was, we still suck. Um, and, you know, going for the disrespect card. Um, I miss Chris Jones at post game press conferences in Ed's locker room. It was good to see. Uh, it was good to see him. Nice, nice comment, Larry. Um, uh, what? Um, uh, let's let's circle back to uh, maybe start bringing it uh, in for a landing, and talk about the upside for this team with the defense playing like this. Uh, hey, what um, can can we expect uh, the schedule gets a little easier, right? Um, can, can we expect a, a Chiefs team to, um, to to continue to play defense like this? Like get staying healthy is a big part of it. Yeah, staying healthy is a big part of it. Um, I also think getting guys in the right positions is a big part of it. I think uh, you guys referred to this a little bit earlier, but Melvin Ingram kind of helps reset, redefine some of that. And, and obviously the, the Pass rushes feels a lot different right now. Um, you know, they, they have had a, a, a bit of a tough schedule. Sam McDowell was pointing out to me earlier that, you know, back-to-back uh, first, first place teams in their uh, divisions or three in a row, I guess, in their divisions. Back-to-back-to-back, to back, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but there's no more games against the, uh, the, the NFC East. They're NFC East champs for the season, 4-0. Um, but it also don't underrate. Uh, the bye week coming up too. I mean, it, obviously it's maybe a little bit of a cliche, but I think Andy Reid is 19 and three uh, after bye weeks. So I think there's every reason to think they'll keep the momentum going then. Um, and look, it's been a team that is, has been pretty good the last couple of years late in the season. 
So it, it, you can't count on the past to guide you through the future, but there, there seem to be some things happening that are uh, consistent with that pattern in the past. Belly, does it seem like 2019 to you? Um, a little bit. Um, I guess the, the defense's arc is pretty similar. Um, I, I think Melvin Ingram is a better player now than uh, Suggs was at that time. I think they're wanting more out of him than than they needed out of Suggs before. Uh, the offense is a lot different. You know, I mean, th those sort of early struggles, um, you know, they lost one game um, without Mahomes uh, when he was hurt. Um, so I, I guess there's some similarities, but um, they are, and I'm glad you guys touched on this, that they're one or two wrong injuries away on either side of the ball from having huge problems. Like this is a little bit more razor's edge than I think they are um, when, when they're at full strength. So, um, you know, if they can avoid that, I think this team can, I mean, the, the ceiling is a parade, you know, but I also think that there's a scenario that's not too hard to imagine where, we're having the show at the end of the season and we're thinking, God, I can't believe that we were into Thanksgiving and still thinking this offense was going to rekindle what they had in 2018 and 19. You know what I mean? Like how long are we waiting? Uh, and I'm still waiting. I'm not blaming you guys. Like I'm still here. Oh, it'll come. It'll come. Like McDowell was saying, I think we'll see more games like last week in, in Vegas um, than, than tonight. But um, you know, it'd be a little bit more reassuring to actually see those coming uh, more often than we have. Because they are, I think this is right, um, four out of the last five, they've scored 20 points or fewer. Um, that's not that's not going to play in the, in, you know, in, in right. the postseason. So they, they got to figure that out. But right. like, like a wise man often says, if your biggest problem is, is Mahomes, you don't have a big problem. Um, glad they got Josh Gordon to catch today. Uh, that's uh, it's good for Vahe. He's not my guy. Good. He's not my guy. Good for you, Vahe. <laughs> I'm glad to see him have a moment. But, uh, you know, it was a little offset by the uh, the drop, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm taunting you now. I'm taunting each of you. Taunt, 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 taunt. Um, listen, <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know what to say about that. But... <laughs> But but I, I, if nothing else, the Chiefs are as jacked up for a game as I've seen them in a while. I, the the atmosphere was off the hook. Um, the noise was uh, was phenomenal. And uh, but the Trey Smith unsportsmanlike conduct it was the that was the one that I, I think you know the, to do you know to compound his holding penalty that was that was a tough one. So what just Herbie? Let's. Uh, what, what did Andy say about the sort of the lack of discipline? Well, he, he said he did talk to the players and he said they understand that they can't be taunting. Uh, I, I like what Mahomes said about Trey Smith. You know, he said this guy doesn't really say much. And if you're going to say something, just don't say it where it's loud enough or people can hear him. Because, you know, Smith, Smith is probably a quiet kind of guy. But th today was just one of those games. I just, you know, I have – Personal thoughts on the NFL's taunting penalty. I don't want to get too much into it here because I might get fined. Uh, but, you know, we're at a point in the NFL where they, they don't even know what a catch is. They don't even know what pass interference is. But they want to put, place emphasis on taunting. You know, get with the times. That's all I can say. Who wants to hear Herbie share his thoughts on taunting? 
<laughs> Not Sam McDowell. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, one thing I want to say is I really don't know. Uh, I've never seen a face mask like that face mask along the sideline period where it's, you know, it went on for like 30 seconds, <laughs> held onto it after they hit the ground, pulls it off, apparently keeps it. And, and it's not called. And I, I do think that might've been a New York reset. <laughs> uh, well, I've never seen that. I've, I've never seen a, a flag thrown from New York, which is basically what, <laughs> what happened there. Hey Blair, we were we were debating what Fenton's motion meant. If you could <laughs> get into that. <laughs> oh man! All right. So the 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 prestigious and glorious Preston Road Trophy comes back to Kansas City. What a you know, what a what a great honor that is! And another of the, of the solemn traditions, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them. So many of them to to honor <laughs> at, uh, at Arrowhead. So, all right, you guys, let's. Uh, I'm going to give my voice a rest here, and I know you guys are ready to bug out. So it was great seeing you. Great catching up with you. Big thanks to Beth Welsh for producing as she always does. And uh, because the Chiefs no game on Sunday, we will not come back. Uh, until the following week. So sometime after Thanksgiving, we'll have another Sports Beat Live. And, um, and, and this will become a Sports Beat KC podcast tomorrow. So thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sports Beat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Big salute to Herbie Tiope, Sam McDowell, Fahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger for stopping by and talking Chiefs. Links to their stories about the game can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, you go to the Star Z edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the e-edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that and you can access anywhere from 15 to 50 pages of sports. You can also get it through an email. I do, and the link is there by about 6 a.m. every morning. But however you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It is complete coverage of the previous day's sports, news, features, stats, everything. It's fantastic. So thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup you're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City. And we couldn't produce programs like Sports KC without you. Okay, a little programming note. This will be the last podcast of the week. We're going to take Thanksgiving off and hopefully my voice returns the following Monday. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>